episode 118 of tactical crouch we got a big one today story time uh literally 30 minutes before the show the new info dropped on the overwatch league playoffs after i created all the assets and everything ready to go i'm like sweet i got time for a shower i might get to eat breakfast i might you know be able to like breathe for a second nope not happening we're going anyway kick tripod here with joe and yiska but we're, we're doing a mashup this is a mashup episode uh, the Crouchers call it Plactical Crouch, is what they're calling it. Plactical Crouch. Oh, that sounds crouch. like some sort of heart disease. I don't it like sounds that. Like a, <laughs> sounds like a, like a SpongeBob city or something. Yeah. Plactical <laughs> Crouch? I don't know. Plankton? Reinforce um, on the show. I, I welcome. A... Welcome back, by the way. <laughs> I have something That's... to admit. Like, your, your intro song, like, actively haunts me in my everyday oh, life. Oh, you're telling me. <laughs> You are telling me, sir. <laughs> because, like, I, I watch when I have time, you know, like, I really enjoy some of these episodes. And then, you know, I go to bed and it's like, doo doo. I'm like, no. Jesus Christ. Look like, how, how did that even happen? How did he even make yeah. such an addicting intro song? It's yeah. unbelievable. I literally that woke up in a slumber at 3.30 a.m. to Joe's. I was, I, I woke up <laughs> laughing. So Katie, Katie is like, John, you're laughing. 3.30 a.m., no joke. She's like, you're laughing. I'm like, what? Why am I? She's laughing. And I was, no joke, I was dreaming about Joe. It's so sweet, Joe. Joe might want to mute for this. Uh, Joe, he does this little, he has this little crack in his little beatbox, the original. It's doo-doo, doo-doo. And so it's so good. And I had like this dream that I'm like, I'm going to make this a song. I'm like, 3.30 in the morning, I look at the clock. I'm like, I'm going to make this Start a song. Changing. I'm going to make this, a, we're going to make it a song. So we did. It turned it's, out it's okay. good. It's good. It's good. It's. I always get like mega embarrassed because I always forget like it's a thing because I'll mute it so I don't have to hear myself. You can't listen. And then, I, and then I and then no. I remember. I remember that a guest is coming on. I'm like, oh my god, Johnny has to listen. I'm like, that's stupid. God, it's for good. Second. It's good. It's good. It we so love it. Much. We love it. Uh, it's good. Anyways, uh, hey chat, welcome, welcome to uh, an episode of Plactical Crouch. Hope you have fun today. We've got a ton to talk about, so we're gonna get the housekeeping on, get to the news. Of course, join us live every Monday, Wednesday at noon Pacific time at Twitch.tv/kicktripod if you want to hang out and enjoy the show live. We're really close to uh, getting partnered on Twitch. We just need a couple more streams with these numbers, and we should hopefully be good to go. So we're really close. Yay! Uh, other than that. Big thank you to our patrons. If you like the show and want to support, go to patreon.com slash tactical crouch. And a big thank you to our patron producers. Battlecrab Pin, Lotion, Charlie L, Audio Compass, Porkchop, Sammy, Kasha67, Kuchikopi, Shara Picasso, Nathan Yermisery, Hunter Tain, Refined Bean, Rex Zane, Roger B, Fabled Steven, Owen, R Chris R3444, Yiska is holding me hostage. Please send help. I'm under <laughs> Yiska's desk. Please send help. Yiska says, Fisher's Fritch, 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 Fisher. Whew. One breath. <laughs> Nailed it. I don't even there you go. I don't even try that last one. I'm gonna be honest. I'm just <laughs> did you do it last episode? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, you did. Yeah. So um anyways. Nice. One breath. I got I got about another twenty five percent air in the tank, actually. I always thought I'm like, there's there no way go. I'll be able to do it with another Load one. Load them up. 
And I'm like, oh, I, I can. I can Hit him with I another yes, he's doing something dumb. I have to stand up for it though. Uh, okay, let's talk. Let's talk the deets. Um, lots going on this week, but the big one is. Well, it wasn't the big one until about an hour ago, but the Overwatch League has announced its 2020 Overwatch League playoff and grand final details. Yay. And apparently my my um my soundbirds broken. Your applause button don't worry. We're gonna have to fix that. We're gonna have to, Yeah, there it is. I, I can be your stand in soundboard. Just tell me what to do and I'll, I'll make some All right, quick, See, Johnny, that's we how need you applause. become the intro song. We need applause. Yeah. We need our applause sounder. That was shitty applause. In nice. hindsight, that was a really bad idea. It was but, teamwork, oh. teamwork. <laughs> teamwork. Quick, do do the sound of thousands of people with one set of hands. What? Uh, okay. Yeah. Let's... Well, I got some some stomach flaps. I could. Uh, okay. Use. Oh, there's okay. It. Bye, there's Iska. That. Thanks. Thanks All for right. your uh, thanks, thanks for, for thanks for showing up. <laughs> <laughs> but like real talk, when, how old were you when you stopped doing the the equal hand thing and went to the to this, you know, I not an age I would. How, when is that a problem? Why do you? Why like, is that? Why do, why do you remember about children, yeah. you guys? Did you actively actively remember? Yeah, you know I think what it was, age? This kid yeah, just remembers everything. I think it was second grade. I still don't clap like this. What? Huh? How do what? you clap like this? You don't you clap, clap in like the like length of your hand. No, you clap like this. What? Like you clap? Oh, so you like clap with the two legs? No, that's how you make your hands fart. Yeah. It's a strong clap. This is a baby clap. Whatever. Why are we talking about so, clapping mechanics? Child clap. It's the forehead. Golf clap. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens. It's, it's infectious. I, I, I don't know what age, but this is just dumb. This is yeah. just dumb. This is not, don't this do is this. not okay. Don't clap like this. This is like a sarcastic clap. All right. Yeah. So the 2020 Overwatch League playoffs and grand final details <laughs> are okay. live and... We fixed it, so there we are. It's there here. The live um, studio audience is here. Here, here's here's the 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 quick deets. All right, so 2020 uh, playoffs will kick off on Thursday, September 3rd, with two weeks of online matches. Okay, uh, we'll stay with regional brackets for the playoffs, and the team the teams playing in each region haven't changed. So um, so far, very similar to. May Madness, Summer Showdown, and Countdown Cup. Uh, the higher-seeded teams can enjoy buys and will pick their opponents. Okay, same thing. Playoffs will be single elimination until we're down to the top two teams in each region. From there, there will be, and I've got the graphic here for this, the final four teams will compete in a double elimination bracket with the two NA teams traveling to Asia. What? They don't want to come here. And uh, after a few weeks uh, for healthy for health and safety needs and logistic regions, we'll do a grand final. So that's it. We've got our answer. We know how it's done now. Um, Joe. Yeah, I I think this is probably on the higher end of my expectations. Again, like I think COVID is a, a complete monster to logistically plan anything right now. Um, and I think Asia is probably the safer pick if you were going to move anywhere, any, any, anyone, anywhere. I think that that's probably the better option. Um, four teams seems fine. Um, I'm glad that at least they will be playing on 
at least I'm glad that we'll at least get some form of like cross division play at some point. That's yeah. basically what I'm excited about, what I'm happy about. I didn't even I, I was kind of coming into this with like bare bones expectations. I figured NA was going to have their own. Asia was going to have their own. And we'll just kind of call this a wash. And this year's just been crazy. You know, move on to the next one. Um, so I'm, I'm excited that we actually get to see some interdivisional play. And yeah, I mean, happy. Can't really complain much else. Double elim qualifiers, single. I think everything's fine on my front. I don't really have too many grapes. Well, time for me. see, it wouldn't be the tactical approach podcast if I didn't have anything to complain. Because you might as you, you very well possibly might see the, the London Spitfire against the Chengdu Hunters playing against, I don't know, the Washington Justice um, and the LA Gladiators. What are you talking about? Wait, How? In, what? in what world? How? Because, Come on, dude. In what world? I mean, world? theoretically possible, right? But I mean, and that's the problem. Yeah, but <sighs> that. Like that, the fact that this is still in play at this point is—I uh, understand it to a degree. I think that should have yeah. been maybe still a more rigid cutoff. I don't know. Like, do you do you find it fair to have a cutoff though? All I'm saying is like, I f- <laughs> how do you feel? How question. do you feel about t- Toronto making it to Korea? Because he, they could have. Sure, in, in if, like, yeah, if we yeah, stopped yeah, it, yeah, yeah, that's true. They could have. Yeah. Um, <sighs> I wanted a bit more of a cutoff. Um, yeah, and I mean, we we've had our opportunities to like present feedback, etc., because it's been a messy year. And mm-hmm. I was like, I kind of liked oh. last year's uh, format where like you had a play-in kind of thing. So sure. what I initially suggested was that I wanted like a play-in homestand, and obviously we can't have homestands anymore because of COVID. So that wasn't happening, but I still like the idea of having like a play in kind of group play that we had last year where we saw some teams battle it out. But, you know, mm. I can sort of understand why you'd have an extended bracket where all teams are invited. That being yeah. said, not really interested in watching more Chengdu or Boston Uprising no. or, you know, like, so I get <laughs> where you're true. coming from, Yiska. At the same mm-hmm. time, I feel kind of bad for all the teams, you know, who like had yeah, to yeah. change up their circumstances and all, all whatnot and like. It's been messy, so I I sort of understand it, but it gives me some TI vibes. It honestly gives me some TI vibes, where it's like True. some yeah. teams could make some ridiculous like lower bracket run that is very yeah. unlikely to make in the first place. But then mm. you have to ask yourself like, TI is one event that's run for like two weeks and it's a bit different. Whereas with the regular season, as Yiska said, like, come on, you've had like four or five months to prove yourself, and is yeah. that not enough to like? you know qualify for a playoffs then yeah you probably don't deserve to be there so i can understand see both ways but mm. it's it also really depends what kind of advantages you get in the bracket based on your seating right like we don't yeah. know that yet and that well, very much will determine uh like my opinion on it i think it's a little early to get big mad about it yeah but also one thing to consider is that hero pools sort of gives oh well i guess there is no hero pools for the playoffs yeah. Yeah. but like because of this system, we just being able to participate in the end of season playoffs gives you that opportunity to surprise that last mm-hmm. month of yeah. the year. Yeah. So like did did you like the question should be like, do you have to earn your opportunity to surprise in the last month of the season? 
like Toronto did in the summer showdown, you know? Yeah. And like, the question should be, do you have to earn that opportunity or should it be open to everyone to participate and try? Yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a good question. And I think there's already a giant caveat on this, on this season anyway. Um, mm. And therefore, like, I, I'm not going to be big mad about these things. Like, um, it's, it's very clearly the case that, um, like, some organizations would have done very differently if the homestand model would have gone forward. Like, as we said, like, the travel would have been a big thing towards that. Organizations that took on five homestands would have had an inherent advantage. The, the one thing that I'm wondering is the following. So... You're one of the NA teams that qualify. Now, of course, there are some NA teams that are full Korean. They can, to my knowledge, quarantine at home and therefore should probably have access to like proper uh, practice uh, in, within reason, right? Is there a possibility, and this is one, a question for the Korean uh, Koreans here, is, is there a possibility for the Overwatch League to say, we have this facility, whoever in the end comes over um, we'll be able to quarantine in these specific facilities because otherwise, like I foresee, for instance, let's say you're a hybrid roster, or dare I say Toronto, th like then you're in these hotel rooms that don't mm. necessarily have like the best setups. I'm not sure if you can connect them. I'm not sure if you can choose the hotels that you're staying at. I'm not sure what the connection will be like there. We've already heard that players like Neptuno and Neuropa play pretty much like, um, stuck in uh, Amish zone with like barely any electronic uh, access to the internet or whatever like that, that's I think that might be it might possibly become an, an issue especially for the NA teams then trying to prepare but because if we're starting immediately with the mm. uh, semifinals after mm. the 14-day quarantine then like the team that had the better practice environment for these two weeks is obviously that has an advantage yeah Right, so these are questions I uh, I want some some answers to. I think there will be a break, no, to kind of clear that gap of. I mean, there will quarantine. be fourteen days, but it doesn't matter. Like, if you're fourteen days not playing Overwatch, then yeah. you start practicing for a week. Let's I say see what you mean. You are not up to speed. At least you're not warm. I mean, there's not going to be any hero pools. Granted, like, if like I, I do see like that world where you're talking about like the, where there is like a shift in like how resources are used like whatever like and you're you're late to the party there could be at a disadvantage just like logistically i feel like <laughs> i have to provide my optimism card hey. <laughs> like just be like there you know overwatch league is probably going to recognize that as yeah. like a potential issue that sort of um what's the word i'm looking for whatever um that's a potential issue, and I think mm -hmm. they'll probably take some measures to try to solve that and, you know, retain some of the competitive integrity, you know, that... Uh, for sure. You know, there's some inherent problems in just being in quarantine for two weeks, but totally. I hope they take some measurements to yeah. try to solve And that. I'd rather take that over just the, the potential to never see these teams play. Like... If we're oh, going to yeah. be build, oh, yeah. if we're going to be build like the shock versus Shanghai, you know, kind of Titans match in the finals throughout the entire year. And then we just get COVID, you know, BS like I'd, I'd feel pretty bad. So, like, I'll, I, I think I'd take 
a little bit of leeway for with the the western teams and just to see those two like whether oh, yeah. it's the charge whether it's shanghai whether it's shock paris whoever i just want to see both of these regions kind of play against each other yeah i'll, I mean, I'll take I'm, a little bit of subtraction yeah i mean if, if i'm sad about anything it's that we'll we'll only see four teams where yeah. it's like we got a pick now between san francisco philadelphia mm-hmm. paris florida even um, and only two will be able to participate in the final four, which, you know, it is what it is. And that's where you're kind of like, well, it's this season has an asterisk to it. But, you know, yep. it's a shame because we had a great yeah. season so far. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I, I don't know if we want to do a complete season overview, but you bring up an interesting point that it's like as much as I specifically specifically have been like raining on the whole hero pool parade. I haven't I haven't hated the season. I thought I was going to hate it a lot more than I would have. I don't hate it. It's it's been nice. It's been a decent season yeah. in a world full of just fires and chaos and craziness. Yeah. It's been a I nice mean, home. Yeah, it, it started a bit rough after the first sure. home stance when like we had weekly hero pools online. Yeah. That's where it really like kind of bothered me. But then mm-hmm. now when we have like hero pools for two weeks and then we got some tournaments in like for sure. it's been so great to see these storylines with like florida yep. paris etc like mm. you know season really came alive so happy about that yep. very much so hey iska hey iska yeah. yeah you're being such a bummer quit being a bummer what? dude <laughs> quit being a bummer yeah we, we have what that the hell? this is Look, he's got all kinds of buttons my brain is wired to find fails it. Like, well, it, it, it is, right? Like, let's is, let's is, be real. A just because you find flaws with in in good flaws in the <clears throat> or potential flaws in the the system doesn't mean that you don't like the system or that yes. you are incapable of enjoying the system or yeah. that you still want to see the games or anything like that. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. The the thing is, the problem really is that, like when when these news hit, most of the time you catch me on the downdraft of that news. It's like, yeah. so I found about uh, out about this a while ago. It's like, wow, nice. We like, I'm so looking forward to Shanghai against Sh- Shock and whatever. And then it's like, you know, like, hmm, what about this? What about this? And these are really the novel points I can bring through this discussion. Like. I'm not going to inform the viewers of like Pog, nice. It's yeah. <laughs> not going to be I, I like would, my I contribution would, to this. I would pay for more Yiska Pogs. Just Yiska Pogs. You just got to catch them early. Pog. You can't, I, you can't pay let them for more Yiska negativity. Just bring it on. <laughs> like, bring the points, you know? Like, hard it takes. Bring it out there. Like, the, my favorite part of the year has been Yiska just shitting on red that are like, oh, yeah. <laughs> that he's built like a career on that. Calling, calling Yiska out and just like, ah, oh, you're wrong. You know, you don't know anything. And then Yiska just publicly posts opinions and just dumps on these fools mm. and just like, <laughs> oh yeah, what about what about my prediction rates, huh? You know, what about my power rankings working out? And it, you, you know, like look at my, you can't my argue predi- with it. You can't my argue projected with it. betting right. odds. I'm making money. Not really well, though. All, all I will say it it is actually not just Reddit. It extends to all <laughs> levels of content creation. Well, I mean, recall. you know, that, that's like saying not all Karens, you know, because like I actively feel bad oh. for people named Karen who are genuinely True. very nice. And I'm like, I'm not sure all Karens positive. are like, 
yeah. you know, have ill intent or say dumb things. So I think it's unjustified because there are mm. genuinely good Karens out there and I appreciate you. So same goes for Reddit. <laughs> Not all Reddit users are bad. Sure. Some are inherently good. So I agree. Yeah. My favorite part of the whole thing is the the two day later Yiska regret that comes up and like somebody will point out in like our Croucher chat and be like, hey, Yiska, that was, that was me. And Yiska's just kind of like, <laughs> yeah, yeah maybe you're right. Yeah. yeah. He's, a fire, he's a very fiery person. Yeah. Yeah. Like usually I, I feel bad eventually when, when I have time to think about the thing. I ne- yeah, like I, I, yeah, I, to a degree, I don't want to invalidate what I feel about it in that moment, oh, but it's course, just yeah. like most of the time, it's <laughs> no, 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 no. it's really like, yeah, it, it, it most of the time is a uh, information discrepancy um, yeah. between people. The my problem really is with the tone that people then, um, like approach topics with and engage me with. Mm. I'm very much like I, sh- I should know better. I just mirror in energy uh, that someone puts into their message and if you're like a dick in that situation you're going to get that back and um you gotta channel your inner marcus aurelius dude yes you'll encounter some (laughs) bad people every day you gotta deal with it move on yeah how stoic of you Yiska yeah. and Yiska has dealt. <laughs> Let me tell you, Yiska has dealt. He, he, he deals in his own way. He, deals he has own dealt way. it. Don't we all, though? Don't we all? Um, Look, I, I, oh, bully. Go ahead, Yiska. No, no, this is this is still e- esports, of course. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, and the more the more they talk about exposing that or wanting to do so, the more they they exhibit that very same attribute themselves so it mm. it never gets it's just like grinding your teeth um um uh yeah i don't know it's it's just how it is and i, I to a degree it's not really esports being any worse than any other business we're just worse oh, at yeah. hiding it right oh like, yeah oh my god like i follow some like sports talent broadcast talent for like espn and stuff if mm, you go into mm. those replies oh my god there are <laughs> disgusting people on twitter They're really like <laughs> really bad. dumb slash like ill-behaved people who are just like and i'm like i'm happy i work in esports like yeah i can just ignore reddit comments that are dumb mm-hmm. but yeah try to and i'd like to think purpose. that the that that like people working in the industry uh responding very negatively to those comments actually makes people shy away from or from like i feel like calling the community out keeps some toxicity in check uh, even though it's not impossible to, probably not. to do fully, well but. it's it's a nice balance right because if you do it too much then people will do it just to antagonize you and like, keep doing mm. it so it's yes. you gotta walk the line you know of like not being too nice and not being too toxic and you know yeah. that's part of life life is difficult yeah. so hard to figure that line out yeah yeah insightful you know who's great at this slasher he's like the king of this like for some reason, Slasher can come from the top rope against a twenty-nine follower guy and get out, like come out looking like the like Batman. I don't know how he does it. It's insane. Like he just understands social. Well, it's also like he probably has so many replies because he has a big following, so he can just mm. pick and choose his opportunities to dunk on people. So like he always, yeah. you know, he never misses because. You know, every so often, there's going to be the perfect opportunity to dunk. You know, probably not taking he, anything he never... away from Slash, but <laughs> he 
he never dunks too hard either or it's not it's not like no 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 he does he does does he sometimes yeah, Depends on, I, I uh, can't tell you. Otherwise, I would hard, have to be. Oh, okay. yes, but, never mind. <laughs> for the esports, for the esports community, never too hard. But uh, uh, for the person getting dunked on, be like, "Whoa, why'd you do me like that, man?" <laughs> All right. Oh, well, where were we? Oh we my were, god, uh, <laughs> we barely yeah, talked so, about Overwatch. <laughs> I know, right? We so we we uh, let's let's talk about this next one though. This one's kind of interesting. Uh, Crystal, coming back. Kind yeah. Of. Kind of coming back. Sort of. So for those for the <laughs> for those who uh, are maybe newer to tuning into Overwatch League and competitive Overwatch, here's the TLDR of the story of Crystal. And this is like I I will I will say I'm probably I, if I'm misremembering details, Joe Yiska just can just uh, yeah gotcha. Let me know. So basically, uh, Crystal went on a 10 day leave of absence approved by a team. And essentially, allegedly went AWOL afterward, didn't get in contact, or the, the team didn't know where they were, and the team posted some pretty <laughs> interesting PR posts about there was a potential, there was fines threatened and legal stuff, like throwing on, I'm part of the Twitter PR parts, uh, Crystal, I don't think we ever really kind of saw uh, like Crystal, I don't think Crystal really said anything publicly for the time, but there was definitely uh, litigation and, and threats of litigation going on. And um, at some point, they just cut ties with Crystal. And um, we really never kind of found out what really went on or what happened. Is, is, mm. is that kind of how it ended up leaving? From my memory, yeah. Yeah, it was... I never like really a, got any details on it. Yeah, I... And of course, like you got to be careful about these things. Um, but mm. yeah, generally, I think um, it's alleged that he uh, breached his contract. And I assume in that lawsuit, okay, should I talk about what I assume to be there? No, but like it's a it's an outrageous number, right? Like, what yeah. do you have the number at hand? Is it two million. Is it two point one three? Yeah, something yeah. over two million dollars or like. What's yeah, two point one three million. I think it was one point three um, dollars. <laughs> Just I mean, if that's less. dollars, um, that's outrageous. Yeah, no, that's dollars. That was the dollar. Dollar. Uh, yeah. That was what o uh, Overwatch Beacon tweeted. Um, and it is ridiculous. Like I can only imagine something like this would come together with like, okay. You actually didn't do your job. You actually hurt our brand in the process, like, mm. and that's the brand damage you caused. And this is also the the damage you caused in terms of not being able to play. Therefore, us like not being able to perform as well as we should have. Therefore, also missing out on revenue. And like, I mean, these numbers are, from my understanding and my, my time in law, are always ridiculously high balls. Just cause, right? Like, just like looking at the worst case scenario. Mm -hmm. Um. So, yeah, it's it's a uh, it's an interesting thing. It's also I, I read some Twitter thread once again. Cannot at all confirm that this is truth, but um, that Guangzhou Charge was aware and that they uh, will not help Chris, uh, Crystal there, in that yeah. legal battle. Um, so yeah. yeah, it's it's a crazy story. So yeah, so it's kind of crazy. So at, at, at this point, at the end of the season, we kind of like Crystal just fell off the map. He had some, I think promising performances overall and then he came from that was he was in china contenders right joe yep. was it was it t1w t1w yeah 
Yep. So uh, played there, played really well there. Came up, I think, played relatively strongly in Overwatch League. Oh, definitely. Uh, was a promising Chinese player. Like, yeah, was going wasn't he to, part of that 2017 World Cup squad as well? Yep. That just like blew everyone away. Trap including me quite personally in the server and just slapped <laughs> us and he was part of that like because 2017 i think was the y year that china really had their like redemption story because we mm. always memed on china in like 2016 and shit because they played yeah oh yeah like yeah. mercy roadhog comps and just fucked around and we were like yeah. this this region is not for real and then they came into yeah. 2017 world cup and just stomped people we're like holy shit and it, crystal was part of that team that was supposed to become top was it? Yeah, I think he was on the 2018 squad. I think 2017. Oh yeah, it was, it was 2018. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I got my. Yeah, it's a year. It's years. been forever. It's okay, we've been in 2020 for six years. So for um, real, it does feel like it's been uh, yeah. quite what a few is years. Time? No, yeah, for real. But still, like 2018, that was two years of us just like memeing on China, mm. and then it's like Crystal Gushui come to the World Cup and just like ruin people. Um. So, you know, quite disappointing to see. Crystal I know, we get shy next season. Oh, excited. So, yeah. Yeah. so anyways, Crystal falls off the map. And um, no. there was kind of rumors, I think about six months ago, that uh, he was going to Chengdu. He, he passed through trials mm -hmm. in Chengdu. And that ever, never came to fruition. And then we now have learned that Crystal has been signed by the charge as a two-way player. Uh, Crystal did do a, a Weibo post about it let me post it in mm. chat for everybody who wants to read um it's a translated post from why not underscore eight on twitter so bear that in mind on the translation side of things but uh like the tldr of it is i learned a lot i'm a changed person i've you know i've i'm you know in a way better spot than i ever was and i'm ready to play overwatch again um, we also got some information that there, and Yiska was alluding to this, there's, there's, um, this is, there's no conflict with the spark contract and everything is within league regulations that the spark feel like, uh, or the, the charge, sorry, um, gave him a shot because it felt genuine and the charge will not take care of any of crystals legal disputes with the spark. Yeah. So <clears throat> I wonder I wonder what the rules are, if there's anything in the rules that say that, like, a player can or can't be signed while in active, like, litigation legal with, a, litigation? like, like mm. legal disputes with another team. Gotta assume. Oh, I, I mean, there's some crazy clauses in sure. there. Um, like, like, base jumping or whatever. I have no like, insight. And this, like you know, base jumping? Quite a serious topic that I discussed. I'm like, I'm not yeah. going to throw shit at the wall. Just like, no, yeah. no, no, no. Ah, you know, we'll see what happens. You know, be nice. He's 19. It's, you know, no, it's just by the standard. I, I would possibly expect <laughs> that this might be... I mean, even if it's not, like, there's always, like, a clause that you can't, like, draw the, the team's name into any negative PR. Yeah. That you can always argue from that point of view. Mm. But yeah, like, like they... Like if you look at the dates, they must have known, or they did know, so Probably. they they were fine. And I also like if you get signed by a two way, I assume you also went through uh, league wide vetting once again. So like it should be fine, right? Like um, if everyone agrees, and then it should be should be okay, right? What well, what is surprising to me is just like how 
upset Hang Chao has been mm. with this Crystal situation. Like, even last year when they made that statement and they were like, Crystal has been gravely warned. <laughs> it's like, you know, like, we're taking this shit serious. I wonder what the community response was in China mm. like, back when Crystal took his uh, leave and didn't show up. Like, yeah. were the fans hard on Hang Chao for not, like, keeping things organized, you know? Because we don't really have that insight to ask, like, what the yeah. community feel was regarding the situation yeah. for an actual Chinese uh, franchise. Um, mm. Yeah. But it's, it's such a weird situation. It really is. Yeah. Definitely, like, one of the... I think, in a more general sense, that this probably it was always going to happen in esports at some point where yeah. like I you mean, have like we need this to happen to kind of progress things and it, it needs to go both ways where like the orgs keep the players in check and the players keep the orgs in check so that we have a healthy you know kind of yeah i mean general until ecosystem. this point for the yeah. most part players have just been able to fuck with the orgs and just like yeah. you know abandon contracts because the orgs were never going to pursue legal action because it's too expensive towards the players right so yep. I think this is surprising because it was like one of the first incidents where the team is actually like, yeah, we're going to uh, like sue you for two million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, shit. <laughs> you know? yeah. it, it, I think it's a it's a needed thing. Uh, it's disappointing that it has to be like this. Play. I mean, is it really? I don't know. Like. It, it's the way of the world. You got to you got to do what you're supposed to do. And if you don't, oh, yeah. well, sometimes you get punished and. Yeah. So, I think it's punishment enough playing on this this contenders team because we, boy oh boy we we don't so we don't have insight ultimately into like all the motives and all the the that yeah. kind of stuff so I think the crux of the question I want to pose to you guys then is are you ready to give Crystal a second chance in Overwatch League like are you like for yeah. me I'm kind of like sounds like there might have been a dick move somewhere but uh, besides Somebody that like I'm like I don't know I can't. At just like sure i guess if guangzhou vetted him and feel like he's you yeah. know, we, we had the same thing right with like think of like fusion Pretty with sure. sato i think of like fusion with sato with yeah. uh with all the uh stuff with um the cheat or the, the, the boosting and the whatnot boosting and own it, owning yeah. or you know being high up in the boosting company to coming now and being you know a, a great asset and as far as we know like no infractions like there definitely is uh, like precedence of sorts of people not making the best decisions before Overwatch League or even in Overwatch League and then coming back and and being fine. I've I've got to take him on his word that like he did some dumb things. He'll pay for it, but he's got his head on straight now. I like that more. I I don't know. I find like the Fisher story a little bit more analogous, where it's like very. Yeah very outwardly kind of like not necessarily the the perfect teammate but is turning around and like maybe has we never really got to see fisher kind of achieve his redemption arc with the titans and we might not ever i don't know but i don't know i think we've got to give him at least some leeway this is the kind of like topics that i find the most boring to discuss because uh. like we had this segment on plat chat where we talked a lot about like balance and like brig and like how yeah 
and Sideshow was just like he's molding the entire time. I just hate talking about like game de- like game design and like balance because like it doesn't mm. interest him because he's like I can't affect it. I can't do anything about it. It's like I, why yeah. would I care? Like I'm here to analyze Overwatch, and I have that attitude towards like topics like this. So uh-huh. like when, before the before Fisher signed with the Vancouver Titans. And like you would have Reddit clips for like Just, a month every yeah. day. It would be Fisher on stream, like, oh, I'm thinking about coming back. You know, like I've had talks with a team. You know, oh, I follow this guy on Twitter. Uh, oh, you know, I've probably signed a contract. Uh, it's going to mm-hmm. be announced tomorrow. Oh, wait, it's not tomorrow. It's next week. Oh, I can't talk about it yet. Sorry. Oh, I'm not playing anymore. And it's like, dude, sort out your shit. <laughs> I don't want to speculate about your dumb shit anymore. Either come here, play. <laughs> I'll break down your play, I'll analyze, tell you if you're good or bad, and that's it. You know, I don't want to have mm. to deal with you speculating on stream so you can get more subs and more viewers and then go have a jerk after your stream. You know, like, I, I, I'm so <laughs> over speculating. So I'm like, either come into the league and play uh, or get out. You know, you can't have both ways. You can't just sit there and speculate. So, you know, will Crystal play in the league again? I don't know. I want to see him play. Does he deserve to? I don't know. If it's in the server, I'll be happy. Yep. All right. Fair enough. Succinctly well, put. I like it. <laughs> let's, let's, well before said. we go on to it, Nero did say that he is a two-way player and highly unlikely, if not, no plans at all for him to play this year at all for Crystal. So um, that's, uh. that's from a Discord screenshot. So take that as with you as you will. That's not an official source. And let's let's uh, let's move on and let's talk about let's let's get to what Reinforce wants to talk about. And that's <laughs> uh, that's this week's upcoming matches. Uh, we've yes. got a lot of matches coming up this week. but Let's talk about the overall weekend first. Um, <clears throat> May Widowmaker, Arisa and Anna off the table this week. Joe, yes. you were molding about this, trying to figure out the it's tough, trying to figure it's out what even. you think the meta is going to be. It's really hard. Because it feels like there are like two ways it could go and both seem strong. Where it's like, yeah, Genji still is overtuned. He doesn't have the armor. But because D.Va's just been buffed, because Winston Zarya has seen play even previously, more so in Asia, I think. Um, That archetype still can be played here. So will it? I don't know. That's open. Ana being removed could kind of take that down a notch. Hard to tell. Um, May being removed feels like Brawl could be good on some maps. I think by week two, so week 25, we probably will see this like dichotomy kind of arise. There also could just be some other bizarre comp that comes in. Like, I don't think any of us at the start of the season would have expected uh, Arisa Sigma Trace a Brig to be like the go to comp this deep into the season. So it could just be some other oddball stuff that's being thrown around. But it feels like there are two like very strong paths to go it could be map dependent it could be style dependent it could be region dependent hard to tell um it feels like another one of these open metas where it's it's going to be kind of a lot of different things kind of happening all at once and it, i'm interested to see which one kind of wins out yeah i mean genji is still so strong that <laughs> i feel like he'll see play i mean i'm just waiting for yeska because he has he has the knowledge you know he knows what the teams are doing? Well, I'm assuming. I'm speculating. That's that's a Friday thing because by Wednesday nobody knows. There's maybe some you know like slight tendencies, but like the Wednesday mm. knowledge is not the good one. You want the Friday knowledge. Yeah, and but then now we have matches on Friday. 
that's true. Like, yeah, that's true. Oh yeah, that's actually true. So uh, yeah, um, I mean, it's fortunately they're usually pretty late in Europe, and uh, we can <laughs> find out there what it's like. But like, um, weak, weak deflect, weak deflect. By the way, is yeah. <sighs> yeah, maybe, maybe the maybe the meta will have to develop quicker. How many matches are there on Friday? Two, two. We have Vancouver, Paris, and then Houston, Dallas. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if the learnings from from uh, from the summer showdown mm -hmm. were not going to hold up throughout this. They're not so, going to hold up? Yeah. In what way? I don't think the surprise uh, winners will... Oh, will continue to... Through. Yes. I, yeah, I yeah, would yeah. be very surprised. And if it, if it is a team that does so, it is more likely to be the Paris Eternal, I would think. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, this might not be a hot take inherently because, like, I think through a variety of metas, Shanghai has proven to be the top tier team in Asia and through a var yeah. variety of metas, um, it's been shock, but and also uh, Philly being uh, significantly better. But like, um, yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting development. I, I'd very much like, for instance, for Charge to establish themselves as a second tier, like as an one A one B to Shanghai. Mm, okay. I'm I'm just not convinced that it's going to happen. Yeah. I feel like, for the most part, the surprising results in both regions mm. were on the back of teams just being shit and not, like, good. Like, Toronto had a surprisingly good finish because they figured it out before everyone else and they could, like, sort of slot into the system pretty well. But once you have all the disappointing teams, like Florida Mayhem, Valiant maybe play their proper starters, yeah. Gladiators figure their shit out, Dallas not playing Paris in the first round. Like some of these teams will elevate and challenge teams like Toronto Defiant and rise to their level. Mm. So I just feel like there were a lot of teams that disappointed in the summer showdown because they hadn't figured out the meta and they didn't know how to play the meta. Um, so I feel like a lot of these teams are going to gain ground on the initial surprising Genji teams in the summer showdown as they, you know, week by week figure out how to play and you know, how to sort their shit out. So I, I feel like we'll return to normal within a few weeks, if Genji is still being played, that is. Yeah, I think, I, I think I'm definitely on that same wavelength where I think we have to kind of soft reset, but I do think there is something to be said around a team like the Defiant and a team like the Gladiators. Oh, yeah. Both of them oh, feel yeah. like we could kind of see Toronto maybe perform a little bit better than what they have been. This, this could be a sign Oh yeah, of, yes, good. Genji meta and being really, really good at that and kind of putting agilities on that flex pick and coming early to it and, and being good, but also building confidence for the rest of the season as a whole. Whereas on the inverse, you have gladiators continuing to kind of slump down. So maybe this just continues the fall of the gladiators and it could kind of spill over in next week. I think it's going to be less than I think the community expects it to, but I don't think it's wrong to say it's not or either and i'm not saying anybody on this show has but I, I can already hear like the youtube and the reddit comments like oh gladiators suck now it's like do they or are they just underperforming no. well i mean both i think i think it's a little bit yeah. more that they're just underperforming and 
playing poorly. I think it's a little bit of column A, column B. But I think like Toronto, where I think you could have people on both sides of the fence, and I think they'd both be right, where it's like Toronto's been terrible all season, which is true. Toronto has been good in the summer showdown. It's also true. So like, where do we kind of fall come next week or at the end of this week? I think it has to be a little bit more measured. Yeah, I guess I'm just scared of like the what happened with Florida Mayhem in the May Melee, where it's mm. like they clearly understood how to play the Ash Tracer composition and were like ahead yeah. of teams in that regard. But, you know, as teams like the Houston Outlaws so, sort of figure out their play as well, like Florida mm. Mayhem lost the ground on some of those teams. Yeah. So it's like as much as I want to praise like Gargoyle, Yaki, Gangnam Jin, etc., like sure, sure. some teams caught up to their play style. And I could see the same being true for the Toronto Defiant, where it's like, yeah, Toronto Defiant looked super sick in the summer showdown, slotted perfectly into this Genji meta with logics on the Ash as well. Mm. But I think some teams will maybe catch up to them a little bit, and it will be a little bit closer than what we saw in the summer showdown. So you kind of embrace an interesting thing that I think you guys talked or, or kind of planted in my head on Plat Chat is like like the, the kind of tracer discussion on like, you know, who was the better tracer, or who was the best. And I think um, I want to say it was you that, that kind of talked about Yaki's tracer being a little too pokey and it being hard, hard to read, maybe. I, I don't um, want to say don't... too pokey because it's a play style, right? Sure, but... of course. But in that same in that same kind of logic, do you think with in regards to Genji and him still being really, really good? Do you think that the style of Genji will have to shift come this season or this this week where because you don't have armor, you're going to have to play a little safer. Maybe you'll have less resources to work with. So somebody like a like a sparkle will kind of have to tone it back, which he's not been uh, particularly good at in the past. He's a full all gas, no brakes type of player. So do you think that that has to shift or will shift? Um. Or? Honestly, I don't know. Mm. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, that's fair. that question. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't know. I I think if you are a Genji like Sparkle that has mm. a very uh, determined playstyle, like everyone mm. knows that he shines when he is aggressive and like yep. gets to do his thing. Let him continue doing that because if you're going to take a player like Sparkle and mm. force him to tone down his game. He's going to start hesitating more and not play as confident as he mm. was throughout the summer showdown. So I, I, I think, you know, I don't think we'll get to that point where like a more passive Genji is necessarily better than a more aggressive okay. Genji. I think that Philadelphia and Paris both proved that like you could sort of mix and match and have success with it. Um, you know, maybe one of the two is easier to sort of normalize and like mm -hmm. bring an average kind of performance on but sure. um I don't, I don't i don't think we'll get to the point where like sparkle has to change the way he plays genji because it's suboptimal yeah that's kind of like where i was concerned with where i was like i wonder if there's a world where like dive tanks become meta by week two or maybe in the in like the open hero pools with like anna coming back in towards the end of the qualifiers for the countdown cup and yeah. Paris feel like they have to play Zarya to be able to give him like a pseudo uh, armor pack so they yeah. feel pigeonholed and that like could hinder their performance. Again, yeah, it's true. like a mega speculation. Like I'm doing some like crazy yoga poses to like reach over into that kind of dimension. But I don't know. I like, mean, so, some teams should do that. You know, like, mm. we'll get to the point after these two weeks where some teams 
won't be able to make the adaptation to no right. armor pack on Genji, and they will have to make that transition to Saria to sort of try to uh, emulate. Yeah, is it emulate? Emulate that yeah. kind of playstyle. Um, maybe Yuska disagrees, but uh, you know he's just sitting there judging me silently. <laughs> so, sorry, no, 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 he's but, not. I, I think it, some now. teams, some teams that suffer in that regard, you know, maybe yeah. early on these two two weeks, they will have to force the Ana playstyle and maybe yeah. bring in Asaria because they haven't been able to figure it out without them. Mm. On on that same page. When, when you talk about teams that you feel like could or, or, or rather should do that, my mind immediately goes to like Houston and Justice. Because it yeah, seems like Justice, Justice only yeah. look alive when Tuba can actually like int. And if you can kind of give him that, it might be suboptimal in, in the broad scheme of things. But if that's going to net you some extra wins and might sneak you into a higher seating in terms of the countdown cut, maybe it's worth it. Yeah, I mean, I could see a team like toronto having to force that like sure, if teams sure. rise to toronto's standard where toronto like trades 50 50 in scrims with mm. like, average teams like i'm not gonna call anyone out actually <laughs> <laughs> but like i could see agilities requiring nano boosts and sorry bubbles yeah. to play his playstyle correctly i don't know if that's mm. true for sparkle but for agilities i could see that um other teams yeah washington i don't think houston needs to rely on necessarily like nano boost and stuff okay. like that I, I think, you know, I, I actually, that was one of the teams that I didn't board review this past week to gain more insight on. But I felt mm. like Houston overall, they look pretty solid. And I don't know if they have to play super aggressive with like Nonobus and stuff. I feel like Houston overall have been coached pretty well the past month to where they play a pretty consistent level of Overwatch. Mm. And they don't overly rely on individuals as much like obviously dante is the go-to player on that team but i feel like everyone's sort of pulling their own weight as a recent Do i would say so with that oh okay. totally i would i would definitely agree with that i think maybe towards the early part of the season they felt a little bit more individual focused with like blase on the doom dante like yeah where he could fit in and then trying to figure out what they were going to do with the main tanks. But it seems like houston has settled down a bit and we're starting to see them kind of give consistent performances and kind of show what would dream and what what we've kind of heard behind the scenes is They've been performing in scrims, but the translation hasn't necessarily been there. I think we're starting to see that yeah. translation. Yeah. Or onto the stage. So, yeah, in, in, a, in a long rant, we've come to the conclusion that Hero Pools is tough to read. May would have made her Arisa on a tough, tough to exactly predict. But if Genji continues, we could see some some interesting developments. Brawl could favor some teams, but I think we've gotten a good a good read on how good each team is at, at yeah. these kind of I, I think, compositions. I think some teams will just default to like replace totally. Orisa with Ryan and just like, yeah. oh, we'll just play Ryan, Orisa, Ash, Genji, Bap, uh, Brig, and just continue doing what we're doing. And then some yep. other team will be like, what happens if we put a screwdriver in the jet engine? Yep. What know? if we put in Torb? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think I could some, see some Winston Zarya, but yeah, yeah I, I think that'll probably be by week two. That's my kind of go to with how good Genji is. I'm coming around to it. I think the Zarya, much in the same way that it, it worked well with the Doomfist back in the day, I think that's going to kind of be the the new armor pack is like giving your your Genji the kind of new armor pack, the bubble. And, yeah, and working around. Sigma's pretty easy to run over, you know? 
Yep. Like if you if you just engage with like Winston Soria dive, it's pretty easy to run over a Sigma. The problem is, can you run? Uh, the question is, can you run over a Reinhardt? Yeah. Where it's tough. some Reinhardt might have disagreements, um, and you know, charge and swing and do True. all that fun stuff. A lot of lot of lot of alt charge to build if you're diving into a Reinhardt. Um, I wonder. I wonder if in a weird way we'll start to see. It it feels dangerous to call it goats ask, but but. With Zarya, yes. you get another way to to generate ultimates, and it, it's an alt that builds other alts, which could lead to more dragon blades, which lead, you know, it could kind of chain react in yeah. that way. But yeah. again, it's 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 so hard to like That's see the future in that way. Vancouver Titans esque, you know, where you mm. die on dragon blade one fight, and yep, you know, another ultimate, another fight, and you just rotate, you just go. It'd be kind well, of fun. Th those are the ramblings of Hero Yeah, Who that's knows? Hero Bulls, folks. <laughs> that's Hero Bulls. Let's talk about some of these matches. Um, can can I really yeah. quickly go, go into this? Yeah. Like, uh, I got to get on, on this language hill again, because, like, okay. I I'm getting... I'm getting seriously annoyed by what, what everything is goats. Like, we're doing the equivalent <laughs> of, like, oh, eats grass. Yeah. <laughs> you'd you'd, understand, you'd understand it if that's I explained it. Okay, okay, okay. It's okay. a goat. But in goats, you'd agree that like goats was about like one of the core tenets of that composition or that archetype, whatever you want to call it. I would call it a composition. Um, was that it? It was about alt cycling. Yes. One alt built another alt built another alt. So yeah. in that same vein, with Zarya's grav, yeah. it, I'm not saying that Winston Winston Zarya Genji, this kind of like new confangled comp that yeah. we're predicting that week 24 will bring, is goats. But I'm saying, like, it cycles alts like yes, goats. Yes, that's what you should be saying. Okay, this is a, uh, ultimate fair cycling cob. You're, you're not saying elephant. Uh, you're not saying go to an elephant because it also eats grass. True. Right? Like, if one that's attribute true. is the same, or like even two, it's still a different that's animal. True. <laughs> yeah. They have four legs. I, I side with Jeska here, because I mean, uh, ultimate I, rotations was not a new phenomenon when no. goats was introduced. I don't know. We did that, you know, in 2017 and shit as well. It was like, well... <laughs> Dragon Blade this fight, sorry, mm. Graviton Surge this fight. So, you know, because I didn't play during GOATS, I, I, you know, I sort of despise that era a little <laughs> bit more because I don't, I don't get to claim, you know, plant my flag in that matter mm. as much. Mm -hmm. So, true. Yiska, thanks for the input, by the way. We'll see you in another 10 to 15 minutes. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> dude, this game was nuts. Like, <laughs> oh man, uh, but I'm done. I'm done. I'm, I'm here now. He's, he's, he's here. Perfect, perfect timing. We're going to talk about uh, some of these matches. I don't think we probably are going to have much to talk about on this one. Vancouver Titans versus the Paris Eternal. 90 10 in favor of the Paris Eternal. Ooh, yeah. boy. God bless. I will say. Oh, great. I don't Stop. think I don't think Stop. Titans is gonna win, but if we're talking about how like Winston Zarya could be what could be meta, I think that's the only way that Titans look decent. Or it's have not a ninety ten game, is what you're saying. It might not be the ceiling, but I think it's. I would say it's past the ceiling, but I think this is more just like a. If if we're looking at hero pools the way that we are, I think the Titans will look halfway decent in this meta and might perform, but not against Paris. Probably not against Paris. Just generally, like, Titans might look decent. Just not in this match. Lovam. Yep, very much so. Next. <laughs> <Yeah>. Next. <laughs> <laughs>
So, reinforce uh, chat wants to know if you have the spreadsheet open with the odds, or if you don't know the odds that we're oh, talking yeah. about. Oh yeah, no, I know the odds. Oh, oh yeah. okay, okay, because they them. wanted they wanted us to do a, a guessing game with you to see if you could guess the odds before we talk about them. But oh, we can't, okay. You... Well, I don't. Well, I only see the first three matches, so I can guess the odds on the the ones after Vancouver Titans and All right. Not that, not that that will be fun in any way, because I'll just be wrong. But you know, <laughs> chat loves it for some reason. Uh, okay. Maybe, maybe we'll, we'll come back to it. Games. Anyways, uh, next match, which uh, thankfully I think is going to be a lot more interesting, is the Houston Outlaws versus the Dallas Fuel Battle for Texas mm. again. In the Battle for Texas this year, uh, Dallas is ahead two zero. Wow! So. Uh, is this in the Overwatch League? In the in the Overwatch League, yes. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so is this another win for Dallas here? Or or uh, from some of the conversation we had about Toronto and Hero Bulls, sounds like you think that Houston might be turning a corner, Joe. I think so. Um this one is tough because like I think Decay being brought back into the fold definitely sways me i like houston's base i think dallas is very spiky where they could do well if the k plays they could do well if he doesn't they could do well if they have a good hero pool they could do well if not looking a little dire i still like i think their tank line is fine i think their back line just kind of exists i think a very dps centric team where i think houston yeah i Talking through it, I think I'm going to go Houston here, but not by much. I'm going to be a 60-40 Andy, but yeah, I'm going to say Houston. I like, I think all of my, my priors, all of like my, my, my things that I believe in good teams, I see more so with the outlaws. So I think they feel like a safer. You seem surprised by that. Reinforce. Um... A little bit, sure. Yeah, I th I think that Dallas Fuel is the most controversial team yeah. in the Overwatch League yeah. right now. Yeah. Either people say like, "Oh, the eye test says that they're a top five team in the league." Yeah. And then I think back and I'm like, "Yeah, you know, they lost to the Vancouver Titans. You know, even <laughs> yeah. though Decay wasn't playing, we had that shit show mm. where Reddit essentially called for Arrow's head <laughs> for yeah. you know mm -hmm. a, a week, and then they just came back and they beat the Toronto Defiant. It's like I'm I'm not gonna forget that. Like yeah. I'm not going to just dismiss that fact. Mm -hmm. It's an incredibly I don't even know what word to use. It's it's th this team is Chengdu. just an anomaly. It's oh, Chengdu. No. no, 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 no. It's not Chengdu. No, <laughs> they're way more innocent than Chengdu. Chengdu is uh. like ruthlessly crazy and just like, well, we're just going to put our eggs in the Among and Jinmu basket. Dallas Fuel, they're like, hey, we're you know the fan favorite, but we're still inconsistent as hell, and we're just don't know. Like, I, I don't know where to rate the Dallas Fuel. I don't know what to do with them. Yeah, I, I don't know. That, that's exactly. I, I mean, kind I of don't even know who plays. Like, let's no. be honest. Yeah, I don't even know that. Like, yeah, exactly. Rating, <laughs> when, when it's like, is Decay actually like benching himself, or is Arrow right in that you know they are need a break? Gave him a break. Like, I don't know. Rating them is indeed Texas hard. I agree. Look, it is Texas hard. <laughs> if well, you though. knew, you still wouldn't know. That's, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is. I, it's it's such a weird situation. Like, yeah, you're basically predicting two t different teams here. 
Um, mm-hmm. Which we did before. Then again, against Toronto back then, they also played without Decay, right? And yeah. kind of bashed them. Um, yeah, it's weird. And I also don't know if that actually matters. Because a lot of this match will also be determined by how good do you think the Outlaws will be. Like, this is yeah. not a, a match that is solely based on who plays for Dallas, but also which Outlaws shows up. And if we yeah. believe, like, the question really you have to ask yourself is, is the Outlaws upwards trajectory meta-related or team-related? I think it's team-related. I think hydration coming into the fold, I think that they can be meta-related. I think they were a little bit more swingy towards the start of the season. But again, I, I, maybe maybe this is more of a question. Do you feel like, or maybe it's just me, that they have settled down and have continued to actually put up decent performances against decent teams. So, so here's the thing. I predicted Dallas Fuel on Plat Chat on uh-huh. the basis that a recess banned. And I think that might hurt Hydration's game a little bit. Uh. So I don't know how he'll adjust to the Winston or the Reinhardt. I uh. could very well see Hydration bring his best swoosh impression and just play a solid Winston and the team will like succeed around him and mm. do well. And that's what's going to carry this team across the finish line. I could also just see a world in where Dallas Fuel just comes out with Doha and Decay and just absolutely bodies the Houston Outlaws. And the Outlaws fans go to Reddit and Twitter and they're like, oh, you know, we're on like stage five of the circle again. We're like like disappointed in the team. And then the next one is like, we're going to make playoffs. And then the next one is like fire flame again or something. Mm. You know, it's just this circle. Like... I could see both worlds here. I, I predicted Dallas Fuel because I think that Hydration might struggle and I'm putting my eggs in the Decay and Doha will play and dominate basket. That's what I'm going to I'm going to reach the map. Do you want to know the maps? Sure. Let me hear the maps. Is this going to change? Uh, no, not this the maps. again. All right. Oasis. Ooh. Okay. Volskaya. Because. Eh. Route 66. Eh. Wow. Eichenwald. No. Nepal. Oh, I was hoping we get like Route 66. I was hoping we get Dorado. So, okay, my thought process with Houston, and I agree with Reinforce that hydration does not seem completely solid on a number of things. But I wonder if a wrecking ball. I wonder if he <laughs> breaks out the ball oh, instead boy. of the Winston. So if we're, if we're thinking Winston Zarya, maybe he goes ball Zarya, and then they do some dive stuff. And no, like, maybe no, no, that you're, works? you're not putting Mecco on Zarya. Come on, dude. Yeah, yeah, true. I don't know. I I still like the general consensus I've built around the Houston Allies. I think that they should be able to put up a, an even performance. It's I it's a tough say, bet, but. Yeah, Houston is the team I've gotten wrong the most this season. Like, my prediction rates when I predict Houston matches are just down They're the drain. Because I always predict against them, and then they win. Yep. Yep. So I'm once again predicting against them. <laughs> Look, the, the pattern then is, I have to ask, who do you talk to on the Outlaws? Because usually the teams that I really am bad at, I have someone I just talk to uh like on uh, a friendly basis and they just like vent their frustration i'm like oh my god this team dude like <laughs> yeah i i really don't know i i 
I, I, okay, so I'm also a bit biased towards the Dallas Fuel because I want Dallas to be good with the Kandoa because otherwise yeah. that's like the saddest storyline of mm. 2020. It's just like Dallas Fuel being sucky with a potential yeah. MVP candidate and yeah. Doha mm. to back him up. I, yeah. I low-key want Sombra to be played this week. It's not going to happen, but Doha you don't like Sombra Dante and Sombra? Anyway. I mean, I like Dante Doha and Sombra as well, but... Both of those? Yeah. You know? That'd be sick. I don't know what to do with this matchup. But that's I tough. predicted Dallas Fuel. I'm trying to tone down my controversial takes this year. <laughs> I, had a, I had a shaky 2019 and January of this year, but I'm trying to smooth it out, trying to be less controversial, mm. not give okay. empty takes. So. That, that, is, that is always the thing that I, uh, I, I thought you would, were doing. Like, you did your power rankings, and you were all done, and it was all reasonable. Everything was fine in the universe, and then you said... And now fuck that shit up. And you, <laughs> you did like one thing where it's just like, okay, I gotta bring some spice. I gotta bring the spice. Otherwise, this is so. Did, did you? What is that your pattern where you go? I, I gotta have one controversial pick in my power rankings or whatever. I think everybody gotta have. Maybe one. not no, this season, I but before. Before? Do you mean last yeah. year? Yeah. Um. To be honest with you, I don't know. <laughs> did I? <laughs> <laughs> I think. Okay, so here's the thing. Last year was pretty weird because I essentially lost my analyst platform. So mm, sometimes, emo I'm a pretty emotional person. So sometimes I just felt the need to just like shout into the space and just be like, New York aren't good enough anymore. Just to like get the attention. <laughs> just to get the attention of like, hey, I still exist. I still have mm. takes. But that led to a pretty downward spiral. Mm. where I would sort of tap into the social media reward system and just be like, oh, you get likes for saying edgy shit. Let's just say more edgy <laughs> shit. <laughs> and then I had like an epiphany where it's like, what the fuck am I doing? Because mm. I just do more absurd shit. And so losing like my broadcast analyst position did some wonky shit to my approach to analysis. And as I regained my platform this year, I tried to tone that dumb shit down. And I think the void take on the first batch ah, of the yeah, year yeah. was really like, <laughs> really like where I recognized my mortality as an analyst in the scene. Where it's like, okay, you can't just fuck around with the ex-pro player stamp anymore. And like, you actually have to study up. And you actually have to research. And you actually have to educate mm -hmm. yourself. And you can't just lean back on your past anymore. Because it was like half a decade ago. And so I feel like Could this you... is actually the first year where I've been a proper analyst. And I just had to study up on the matches, had to study gameplay, had to VOD review. Mm. Whereas like 2017, 2018, I could just fall back on my pro player experience and sort of go from there and do like quick addition. It's sort of like making the step in school where you go from like division and multiplying and stuff to like algebra. Mm. Where it's like now the gameplay in Overwatch League is so refined and so improved that I can't just lean back on my elementary school math yeah. education. Look, I actually have to up my game. And so this is the first year where I really feel like I've become a true analyst and I'm not just a pro player anymore. Sorry to interrupt here for a second, but this is a point in the conversation where we actually kind of go off topic for a long time. We spent about 50 minutes talking about reinforces 
journey to become a better analyst and how he treats analysis on the desk. And it was a really great conversation. I've uploaded it separately for you and I've removed it from this part of the episode just to kind of keep it down to a manageable podcast size for those of you just looking for a preview for the upcoming week. So definitely do check out that other video and we'll get right back to the rest of our preview uh, game analysis. Vancouver Titans versus LA Gladiators, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I don't have the odds up anymore, by the way. But oh, I think okay. this one was like... Th- What's the I think th- Wasn't this one like 39-61? But I don't yeah. know the rest. All right. Yeah. I, I'm not yeah. gonna lie. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna yeah, act okay. like I didn't know. <laughs> uh, I think this is a very interesting matchup. Yeah. Because I think that the gladiators looked like poop when OG plays Orisa, and it's not doesn't have any synergy with space whatsoever. I even mm-hmm. gave that take on Plat Chat, where I mean, now I'm doing it doing it without context, where maybe it would even be best if like you maybe like swapped main tank. Because like they looked like they were on su- such different page, but we know that OG is a fantastic main tank. Like his Winston, his Reinhardt is phenomenal. Sure. Maybe it's just not a good, good fit. I presented that question. Now I actually think with Orisa gone, that actually plays into OG's wheelhouse a little bit. And I actually think that the Gladys will be improved because of that. And I think they'll have a decent performance. So this is a very close matchup, but w- Vancouver... I'm, I'm edging up. on the side of Vancouver. Yeah, like I, I, I definitely think this is a close match and like my heart. I, I feel like in general, it's tough to vote against Glads just because like I, I feel like I need a little bit more from Titans to like, yeah, give them that that nudge forward. But I will say that I think even going back to like the hero pool discussion we had, I don't hate the Titans in like that kind of projected meta, even though we have no idea what the meta will be. But from what we were talking about, I don't hate the Titans there. I also don't hate the Glads, but again, it's to recall on another podcast that we've done, confidence plays a big part in what hero what, what 2020 is as a whole. So if we're take depending on how much you want to give that weight, do the Titans have upset potential? I don't I, I think it'd be remiss to say that they don't, right? Like they they definitely can upset here. But I think gladiators across the season, across the number of seasons that they've played, the number of seasons that these players have played through, that, that they should be able to get it done. Yeah. They're not that bad that they're going to completely fall off. And I don't think the coaching staff will let that happen. I do still can like hold the opinion that fairly disappointing team interested to see what happens at the end of the year. But I think gladiators should be able to get it done. I think it might be closer than people expect because I don't think people are, or I think people are a little late to the Titans. Like, okay, like they're getting better. I, th- I think that they, sh- they feel a little bit more comfortable on not, I won't say dive tanks, but I, I think when they're pointed towards Winston, they feel more comfortable that way. We'll see. We'll see. I, th- I think this is going to be a closer match than maybe people expect. Yeah. Yeah. There's still some uh, Arsenal FC name value to the Gladiators. You know, people think yeah. highly of them as an elite team. <laughs> and mm-hmm. it's like, well, yeah. Look at the standings. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not great right now. Definitely. Um, just kind of as a side note, Vancouver has nine matches to play over the next six weekends. 
Um, and that's not including that's not including playoffs um, for uh, May Melee or not May Melee. Uh, Countdown Cup. Countdown. Yeah. So um, they've got a lot of they've got a lot of games to play. That's not an easy road. It looks like either. Huh. Well, I'll I'll give them credit where credits due. They they they've proved to be a halfway decent team. Like they, they, they seem they yeah. they deserve to be here at this point. So. Hats off to him. Again, not not a storyline I was expecting to say because, again, you're kind of just thrown in here, expected to just figure it out, and they're starting to figure it out. So, again, credit where credit's due. They're, they're getting better. Both the Justice and the Titans are kind of starting to figure it out a little bit, aren't they? I'm a little uh, more skeptical on the Justice. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I'll be happy to be wrong. I'll put it like that. I, I want to be wrong. I want more good teams. I want more teams to be able to figure things out and be able to kind of um, understand when you have to amputate something and then continue to live life. Right. I hope I'm wrong about the justice. I feel like they're, they were very meta dependent in the summer showdown, but maybe we'll get into them against defiant. Let's How's do, let's do that. Justice versus defiant 76, 24 in favor of, of the defiant. So uh, we were kind of just talking about it. So the justice did defeat Boston last month. Not really a feat of itself. Those are handy three, one next weekend. They beat up on the gladiators who, uh, we, we just talked about, um, is so I, I think, I think Johnny, you kind of, uh, are, are, it was, I inferred there that you don't think that the justice are, are really clicking. Um, still, still even, ba- even off of those wins. <laughs> Or starting to I mean, I think, move in the right direction. I, 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 think, I think the meta was a bit of like perfect world for them as well. Just like being able to put all their, I keep saying eggs in basket, but <laughs> eggs in the tuba basket. And they can kind of just go on that. I think that Janu obviously helped the Roar in the tank line as well. Played a, played a nice double shield composition. Aim God just do his thing on the Batiste, you know. Arcs, Brig, I have questions about, uh, certainly. And I'm also like, I, I think this matchup might be close because I feel like Washington Justice, they are pretty explosive with Tuba. Mm. And that can be quite scary to face. Um, and I'm also simultaneously asking the question, like, how much stock do we put into Toronto's win against uh, Los Angeles Valiant without two of their best players? And... True. An Atlanta Rain, whose tank line looked tragic, and they didn't play Genji, and their back line was also a bit underperforming. Like, how is Cruz going to play against a proper Genji player, you know? Like, how much impact is he going to have? That being said, I, I, I think that Toronto Defiant are looking better, and they are improving. Um... But I don't want to put too much stock in their fourth placement in the summer showdown. And sure. so I think this matchup might actually be closer than people think. This is almost it, feels like a 60-40, 55-45 in my opinion, honestly. Is it close or is it messy? Or is it a little bit of both? I, th- I think it's close. Um. I think it's close. I, I, I think the way the brackets worked, that it just looks on paper that the teams are far apart. Whereas I think the Washington Justice might actually bring some level of explosiveness to this matchup and catch uh, Toronto off guard. I, th- I think I agree for the most part that I think these are two teams of a similar class. And I hate to, I hate to continue to keep going back, but it's like, okay, if, if Tuba is good, then 
agilities could be good or or they they kind of operate in a similar uh light from the summer showdown yeah that's so in that way i feel like this could just be a brawl not in terms of like compositions and language i I know that it can get kind of messy but i I just think this is just gonna be a really messy game of two teams of an equal kind of caliber because they're both messy the meta could be messy it's gonna be weak it's gonna be you know these aren't the best teams in the world um and depending on what no. that looks like it could go either way i i genuinely believe this could justice could upset here or defiant could continue to maybe they did show something and and have a, a boost of confidence from the summer showdown and can ride that into beating the justice it's uh, tough uh, i also think like this is the type of game where you would never bet on just because it is so wild you don't yeah. know which teams here show up. You don't even know the meta realistically. Like if you if you had a good idea what's being played, like ask mm. me on Friday again. Um and I'll probably have a, a more satisfying answer. I and that's not to... Friday games, mind you. This is the the stock yeah, exchange. Yeah. Is, no, is a... Yes. Um yeah. also just like not not that because it uh, that's when I receive my information. It's because that's when the meta is actually stabilized to a decent yeah. degree, right? So, um, I still favor Toronto here, though not by much. I think that's fair. I, I don't hate it either way. Like, if if anybody was to try and pitch justice, I could see it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not mad at it. I'm not like, I don't fall on that side of the fence. I think Defiant probably gets it done, but yeah, I, I think I think you could paint a, a a fairly decent justice picture and. Maybe they maybe they get it out. It it's it's a messy game. I agree with the sentiment that like you do not want to bet on this game. It's not not yeah. decided. <laughs> very volatile for sure. Yeah, uh, very much. This next one's an easy one, so we're not even really talk about it. Shock versus uprising, ninety five five shock. A game I would bet on. Those odds look pretty tasty. I'll Those put odds. five on Boston dude, and upset. No. Shock. No. Stop. Stop. Can, for the, the odds. odds. The betting odds. Yeah, just the odds. I don't think Boston will win. I'm just like, okay. Here's five bucks. If it wins, great. If it doesn't, I don't really care. It's five bucks. You, like, you think they'll win one in every 20 series? I don't. That's why I'm only putting five on it. It's just like, eh, five bucks. It is what it is. It's a I don't think they're going to win. No, no that's what five. he's saying, though. Like, yeah, <laughs> this is how, this is how people... Like, I guess that's what I'm saying. If you ever wanted to have a, have a look into the mind of the people that make a lot of money for betting companies, that's, that's a... You think that's um, a bad bet, though? Um, look yeah, at the odds. In, I mean, I don't. I, I inherently a lot of money on it. Yeah, I'm just saying, we're a little in, bit at it. In, inherently, I don't believe 95 fives exist in, no. in Hero Pulse, but um, I, it's still not a game I would bet on simply because, like, the the amount of times you will lose is, is too, too. Uh, I, like, I feel like you're playing it's bad with risk management, man. It's bad risk management. <laughs> yeah. You can't know that without knowing how much money he's betting everywhere else. Might be well, really good risk management. I think in general, I would agree, but say love you. Yeah. I, I think um, there's there's very few scenarios where I could say like okay, this is the this is the meta in the yeah. t- situation where this is actually all coming together. I, it just makes sense to me. Um, no, I agree. This is we already spent way longer on this than I thought we would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, Let's we talk- spent a lot of time on a lot of things. This is podcast. 
this this is a match we might want to spend some time on. LA Valiant versus the Atlanta Reign. Now, before we start, let's let's talk about Baby Bay for a second. So Baby Bay did tweet that the Summer Showdown was likely his last tournament, and he hasn't tweeted since. Do you think we've seen the last of Baby Bay? I haven't seen anything. There might there might be something public out there that has already made this like totally true or false, but I haven't seen anything. So it's like I'm just like kind of expecting to learn if he's still there on Saturday. I'm gonna say go out on a limb and just guess that we might see Baby Bay. Because he said specifically tournament. Right. True. Which means that maybe he'll play for a bit more, but not necessarily the Countdown Cup. I don't know. I'm hoping. You know, I'm biased because I want to see Baby Bay still in the league, so I'm biased towards him playing. But who knows? Maybe Atlanta Rain or even like, well, you know, if this was the last tournament. Maybe we should implement Erster and Sharpmore. So I don't mm. know. That's that's the weird thing. Why is what, what the framing confuses me? What that, does that mean? The last tournament, like, is there like what, what's what's the contingency of him saying that? Like, I mean, Baby Bay weird. has built himself a reputation as a writer, so we should definitely look into the intentionality <laughs> of every single <laughs> well word. <laughs> Well, if, if, for instance, like often that stuff indicates some behind the scenes developments where it's yeah. like, oh, yeah, this is the last tournament because I become a father then. Like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> stuff like that. Even though I doubt this would be a problem because we all know Baby Bay is a multiple times father already. So, no, but um, the, the this just communicate this particularity in that statement gives me like the reason to believe there's something yeah. there like you would say this for instance if someone in your team that's absolutely great like nico could have tweeted that when when uh sparkle uh came of age right mm-hmm. that makes sense that's an occasion where that is very justified right so um yeah that particular statement i i hope it's not true i hope he finds um like reasons to continue because this season has been uh, like a revelation and really a, like one of the most impressive redemption arcs I can remember in the history of the game honestly is it that spicy to say <sighs> I feel like and I, I feel like I've definitely been a part of like the beam club when it comes to baby bay but when you look at his performance in season one granted I think he needed to fill a role that the shock we're desperately looking for in terms of Sinatra's kind of flex potential in that part of their season in season one. Season two is a bit rough. I think that's probably the biggest like crux of the argument that could be fielded against this. But like overall, has he been that bad that it's like you you redeem yourself? I don't think he's ever had to redeem himself. I think he's just been a pretty good player. I've never been over the moon with him. No, but like, Baby Bay is now a conventionally good player. That's the um, that's the thing. Baby Bay in season two was let's like disco ball swing, uh, like wrecking ball style. The the sure. grabs cross map, just like triangulate the um, the spot where it lands in a meta where divas are eating grabs left and right, and somehow it works. Right, that was Baby mm-hmm. Bay, and then also like in season one, it yeah. was there for practically every hero for some odd reason like i, I remember like, 
And so, he was, he has to, I, I, I attribute it to confidence and having yeah. like, okay, you want me to play Genji? Uh, you know, it's not going to be great, but I'll give it the old college try. And it's not fantastic, but it, it's on the server, I guess. And then yeah, you just words for Yeah. <laughs> And now it's it, now it's just he's legitimately better in a conventional way than some of the most sure. promising talent uh, that joined the scene, uh, joined the, joined the league this season, at least uh, prior to the season. I, I like that more than redeeming himself because I don't think he's ever been like bad. I think he's just been a role player. Yeah, and I and I, I don't think that that like carries a negative. That, that, that's fair. That's fair. TP, TPing in his Reaper, yeeting the grabs of Zarya, playing the Genji in season one. I think he's always been willing to just say, "Okay, I'll do it," and like still puts up an okay performance. And then you look at his Widow performance in season one. You look at the success of Atlanta Rain. I think he probably has a lot to do with that. And then yeah. his season three performance, fantastic. I don't, I don't like framing it as redeeming himself because that that I feel like that has to mean that he was bad at some point or like did something. And I don't think he's well, ever really. Yeah, I mean, a lot of players have had that redemption arc this season because we're not playing goats anymore. So you know, they're, they're actually like in mean, their yes, comfort positions. And, you know, yeah. same could be said about Carpe. Like, did Carpe redeem himself from last year? It was like, yeah, no, no, that's different. Player? Though like, I feel like, okay, yeah. maybe, yeah, maybe it's it. Yeah, like, it was an extreme case. <laughs> David Bay didn't join the Overwatch League as one of the most, like, one no, of the best players all. in the league either, right? Like, no. he never had that. I, I, I would argue, was never better than he's now. In the history of his yeah, I, yeah, he was good on Kungarna, but like, does that even matter anymore? Like, <laughs> it doesn't matter anymore, does it? That, like, Kungarna didn't matter in the context of Johnny Overwatch says at Kungarna, the time. Everybody has to drink. What? <laughs> Is this a game? It's a drinking game. Say Kungarna so. on the podcast. Everybody has to drink. Oh man! By the way, it's the days. wrong pronunciation of the team originally because it's Swedish for king. Yeah, and the pronunciation is Kungarna. Uh -huh. So everyone just. Everyone just got it wrong, man. But I just went with yeah. it. Like, being a Swedish person, I just say the English pronunciation of Swedish words now. So it's just... It's a travesty. It that people still can't have you get, seen, get the right. Have you seen the new Will Ferrell movie on Netflix where they're from? No. I, don't, I can't remember oh, if it's Oh, the Sweden Eurovision movie? The, yeah, the, the Eurovision, Eurovision movie. Yeah, they're from Iceland. It's Iceland. And it is yeah. actually, it's actually way on point because it's kind of cringy and, like, so bizarre. But it's actually on point towards mm. like what Eurovision represents in Europe, yeah. And like it's sort of tilting in that regard. How <laughs> real it is? It's, really? so, it's too real. It's too real. Yeah. Really I have an idea, laugh, guy. How about we every game we discuss here, we go on a side tangent, then le that leads to a side side tangent whoa, whoa. that has absolutely guys, nothing to do with the whole. Fifty-minute side tangent. I brought up a movie. And was bringing no, no. it right back. <laughs> you, I, was, I literally went off for 90 seconds, not even that, and Yiska is already scolding me. Unbelievable. That, that's my inner child wanting to get to Asia Games today as well. You right. have a good tangent, so, though. Valiant, <laughs> Valiant versus Atlanta. Mm. Uh, is, is this... Um, let, let's assume that... Uh, we don't have to assume anything. You can assume whatever you want. Um... Both of these teams, by like the way, lost to Toronto in yeah. uh, Summer Showdown, which is kind of interesting. They were both knocked out by Toronto. I think there's another side to this like similar Baby Bay coin where it's like, okay, well, does Baby Bay play? Well, do we know that the Valiant are completely like done? I, I, I still don't even know how to approach that situation. It's, it's another one of those, like, I, I 
I can't really comment on it. I don't know anything other than what's out there, but it, it yeah. doesn't seem safe. So are they settled down? Are, are, are the players back to not from not taking a break? Like what are they whole again? Let's put it like that. No idea. Like, no idea. So this again, no it, feels, it feels like another, not in terms of skill, but in terms if in terms of like how close it could be or how messy it could be with the rosters that could be fielded. It feels kind of like Defiant Justice, where it's like, it could go either way. I don't know. It depends on who yeah. plays. I don't want to bet on a ply brig. And no. there's nothing towards a ply. It's not, it's no. not his fault. It's not he's his role. Forced in, he's just forced into this shitty role of playing brig, because yeah. we're playing where's last row, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And again, don't have any insight, so I'm not going to comment on it. I don't know exactly. what's happening. So, yeah, like, what are you going to do? I feel like it's, it's worth commenting on because people are going to be like, oh, well, what about the Valiant? It's like, it's, I don't know what to, I don't know how to judge the Valiant right now. Yeah. yeah. December Showdown was kind of a, a, a wash. We still don't know what's going on with the roster. That's the Valiant news. I don't yeah. know where to even go on this match because it could go rain. There's ways that the rain could win 100%. Yeah. Baby, baby. But he'll could put, still be but he'll put five know. down on Boston. I'll put five on Boston with those odds. I'll put you five bet your, on Boston. Yes. All right. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> All right. Paris Eternal 89, Toronto Defiant 11. Here's put where five I make down the underdog. Yeah, here's where I make the underdog bet. In what way? Paint me the world. Uh, I mean, it's a pretty shitty cartoon world, but, <laughs> you know. Here we go. I mean... You know, it, it goes like, it's probably something like, does Paris not adjust properly to the hero pool? Does Sparkle feed? How's their main tank situation going to look without the yeah. Orisa? Uh, no Ana to like, no, no Sparkle and like support him in the same way. No Brig armor. Toronto Defiant. Wind condition. No idea. Bad risk management. <laughs> yes. But maybe I'd put five. Yeah. Because I'm... it makes the games more exciting to bet on them. Not I'll that send. I do. I do it on real sports, though, because that's <laughs> Can't answer traditional our sports. Don't know. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, no, you do bring up an interesting point. Paris has not been the most consistent hero pool team. Outside of hero pools, very good team. They seem kind of swingy. Again, I mean, let's be real. They've been inconsistent when Sparkle hasn't played Genji. True. That is true. Or like, even when he did play Genji before the buffs, it's like they're just. Constantly they did kind of force that. That's 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 fair. Yeah, I I I will say I agree with you in terms of well, I don't even know if you're making that point now, but I'll say that I think Paris has not been the most consistent hero pool team. I think they've definitely like flopped in some weeks. Granted, what team hasn't? But I there there is a way. I I, I see where you're coming from now. That being so said, I, they are on the right trajectory now. Yeah, and most like, definitely. You can most go back and look like three, four months ago, like the results, like when they lost that time to Houston or whatever. Yeah. And it's like you, you have those results in your back, but they're on the on a, on a different trajectory now. So, totally. you know, it's not the different, same team. Different confidence level. Again, they just won Summer Showdown. So there's there's a lot of positives here. I still yeah. have to vote Eternal. But yeah, it might not break the ceiling. I think this is a 70-30 like ceiling game. There are worlds where Toronto could get it done. Far and few between, but yeah, I don't think it's out of out of the out of out of question. What does the betting man Yiska think? Yeah, um, bring up the calculator and give me the odds. I think okay, so real world odds 
I mean, okay, uncertainty is because of we don't know what uh, matters is going to be played. We have a slight tendency towards believing that teams will adhere to whatever happened beforehand. Um, 70 30. 70 30 pairs, of course. All right. Nice and That's round. Interesting. Nice yeah, and round like numbers. That. That's good. Yeah. yeah. I like it when my calculator rounds to the nearest 10. It's <laughs> great. You want to put in some random ones and twos for you? I think this could be an interesting match. Yeah, I, I don't watch. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah, for sure. Another interesting one, maybe for uh, different reasons Atlanta Rain versus the Florida Mayhem. And this is a match. Atlanta Rain, Florida Mayhem. Uh, wow. Yeah. Wow. This is, by the like way, 73 27 yeah. in favor of Florida. That's what the odds have. That's a little aggressive, but. Yeah. That is I like the way that it falls, though. I think it, I'd, I'd love to hear an argument for the rain. Baby Bay's last I match. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Edison Yaki is going to be super interesting. Sorry, Jessica, you're going. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, keep going. I think that's where I would have gone down as well. Yeah, I mean, I don't have anything more to it than that. <laughs> okay. Like, okay. Edison so, Yaki is going to be uh, super interesting. Okay, yeah. so... So if this is further aggressive, um, aggressive Genji metas, mm -hmm. I don't know if I like the rain, but the odds are outrageous in that case. Yeah, I would agree. Um, but I think the rain, while I do agree that like in the world of an aggressive Genji, they can run at least that. Do they have the pieces around that to make a whole team like Edison? On the Genji or Urster on the Genji, both look pilotable, but that front line looking a little rough. Florida, on the other hand, not terrible, right? Like good, I would say. Um, I, I think Florida Mayhem around their Genji is a more whole team. Granted, Chris on Lucio and or Brig and or whatever that might be as a whole, you can abuse, but. I don't know if it's it's i don't know that he's bad enough to make up for like a complete like front Look, line that looks like swiss cheese i wouldn't be surprised that by friday i think atlanta rain is going to take this i think there are definitely meta positions where that is entirely sure. possible and we yeah. like i don't i don't know what the impact of the brick changes is which comes on top of the yep. um the bands like it's i don't think it's as clear cut um, as it is right now, uh, it represented in the odds at all. But generally, where would you lie? Like in the in the vast majority of metas, the uh, oh no, no, in the majority of metas, Florida Mayhem is a better team. Yeah. So, and you could argue that their better score came at the hands of falling into a favorable meta, but I still think in aggregate they are the better team uh yeah. generally speaking they have a deeper um deeper playable uh group of people um they actually have some nuts outstanding players that regularly 
like Gagol is nuts, Gangnam Jin is nuts, Yaki is nuts. I yeah. don't think I can say that about anyone on the uh, on the uh, reign to that degree this season. Um, like Edison, and that's about it. Yeah, you know exactly. Yeah, yeah, true. I think almost every other role, apart from damage on Atlanta reign, disappointed. Like Baby Bay and Edison were good, then just most other roles just kind of fell apart. Here's one interesting question we haven't posed on the podcast yet, and I think this is one of the most interesting storylines going into these next few weeks. Is if Baby Bay is out of the mix, how will Atlanta Rain utilize mm. their damage players, and mm. what? How will they like rotate the roles around? Is Edison going to continue playing the Tracer slash Genji role in this meta? Is he going to play Ash? Do you put Erster on what role? Do you bring Sharp in? I think this is super interesting. Yeah, yeah. This is I think the the I they've definitely had some bizarre like DPS rotations. Even as of recently, like even hearing about Edison being put on the Genji, I definitely raised an eyebrow to that. Looked yeah. halfway decent, so I was, you know, pleasantly surprised seeing Urser not in this lineup for the longest time. What's going on with that? He's kind of been brought back into the fold, or, you know, again, don't paint that the wrong way, but just more of a figure of speech. He's now back in the roster playing on the starting lineup and doing well. Could they do that with Sharp? It feels like he fills a similar role to Baby Bay in that sense, at least of what the hero pools or the yeah. how. I mean, that's another tangent we can go on. Like, how do we approach the word or the the idea of a, a player's list of heroes that they do play well and not call them hero pools? What what's the new what's the new lingo that we're using? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good, <laughs> I don't know, but I can't I give think, you anything on the spot. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not a not an easy way to replace it, but I think. I think Sharp fills that niche well. I think and so too. I, I think he I think he can come in. I think people Yeah. I think people have either forgotten or just don't know. Yeah. Like, he's a good player. Much in the same way that Baby Bay was, maybe a little differently in, in certain some circumstances, but he he deserves to be here and I think he's gonna perform. Yeah. It's also kind of cool that the other interesting story really is for me in this team is just how flexible Edison turned out to be. Yeah, like this kid came into this into the league with us thinking he's pretty good on a hero six months ago, months ago. Yeah, like and then he also kind of and I, I don't think that was really realized or in the public discussion, but he was not amazing at the end of um, his contender stint. There were definitely some questions there. So um, that that he has somehow a Genji and still performs on these hit scans like that would have been the last person i expect to be a hyperflex okay and i'm gonna i'm gonna paint myself as a complete moron if i completely whiff on this was he not the the uh sombra player that was getting bubbled to like int early on wave i actually don't know that yeah That's it's it's been a minute you're the one who's supposed yeah. to know those things joe i know i know yeah i want to say it was edison I could be wrong. I want to say that they struggled early in like the later half of goats because they like tried to put him on like McCree and stuff and that didn't work. And then they found like a footing with him playing like a really aggressive Sombra who, which would get like bubbled early. I know that cause cause bench and I talked about this or he kind of like pitched it to me and not pitched it, but like mm -hmm. voice voice, a very, very glowing yeah. opinion on it. Mm -hmm. And I want to say it was either field or, or, or Edison. And I want to say it was Edison. Also, just good at hitscan. Like, 
good player all around surprising that he can play projectile as as good as he is that's yeah. the thing <laughs> yeah and it's, it's kind of sad that i feel like they were definitely on the broadcast too i'm, I'm going in again um <sighs> Like this, this idea that this kid comes in as like one of the best rookies in the in the year. No, that wasn't that wasn't actually a narrative. Yeah. Um, Who said? Do you remember? Uh, yeah. Oh, the puppy. <laughs> um, no, Custa said it. I think. Yeah, I, I'm not sure if it. It I might have recall. actually been in one of those uh, pre preview episodes you did oh, on yeah. uh, for Pledget. Very possible that I'm just conflating that. I just want to forget that. those. <laughs> <laughs> you can't ban permanent marker. <laughs> right. It's like a reminder, you know, it's like scarred me for life. And now I moved on as a better person. <laughs> well, but, but yeah. Maybe I'm a bit too dark on this podcast. Maybe I should lighten up the mood a little bit. Yiska already brings enough, you know, like German energy. So like I can't, I gotta mm. bring the, the Swedish positivity to this, you know, conversation. Wait, but yeah. That's this? <laughs> Okay. What? What are you talking about? We're Swedish. We're super yeah. nice. We're like the Canadians of Europe. You're known for being nice? I think so. I, you're known for being blank, emotionless, maybe. But like... Which, nah, you think? Know, isn't isn't really? it... Yeah, like, okay. Here's, here's, the, here's the litmus test, the question. You go to a... Like, you're... You want to take a public transport of some sorts. There's a person already at the bus stop. How far away from that person will you stand in order to feel comfortable? Pre or post Corona? <laughs> Pre, of course. I mean, will it be the furthest position you could possibly get on the platform? No. But no, it will be I mean, very damn be close. Like, yeah, I mean, we're like two, three meters away. I don't know. You're asking the wrong person to begin with. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, but I get where you're coming from. But yeah. that passiveness... What a fucking tangent, by the way. This passiveness, <laughs> we did this passiveness in Swedish people just means that you're nice because you're scared of conflict. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So yes. that, 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 therefore you default to niceness. And which, you know, in some weird way leads to positivity. I mean, the niceness would also be to just talk to a stranger and make their day because that actually raises everyone's happiness. That you know, like this is the most. Yeah, but what if, what if you fuck up and you actually ruin their day? Yeah. True. Well, if you Preach. want to live your life under the assumption you you will screw up, then be my guest. Like this is the I mean, most. Maybe I'm alone, addicted to my day. Warcraft, so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know. The most German of the so, most. But, but seriously, like, okay, here's here's some here's the the segment where I'm trying to give something <laughs> to our viewers that they actually can take into the okay. real world. There is a like there. I remember listening to a podcast of a Harvard lecturer. <laughs> it's one of the biggest Harvard lectures. Uh huh. Yeah, we we go in heavy tension. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm look like, not, not looking at his face. It, uh, I promise it will be, uh, okay. will be important Get for there. people to know. So, <laughs> so we as a, as, as a global uh, community, I would say, especially in like Western cultures, have, have really shied away from connecting with people and not talking to them. Yeah. When it is, according to that lecturer, scientifically proven that these small little interactions with a cashier, with like this, uh, the bartender or whatever, actually raises everyone's happiness level 
last in a lasting manner for mm. weeks at a time if if you um engage in one like meaningful or sure. i don't want to say weeks but like the people that engage in frequent little chatter are the happiest in each western community so okay. by us really distancing ourselves and not like having a little chat maybe on the train or whatever like okay. we're not we were not being happy and that's also why this man is looking at me because he doesn't want to chat about this do you, do you want to know the weird thing i'm yeah, way huh? more I'm, I'm going i'm continuing the tangent you can do whatever you want you can cut me off you can mute my <laughs> mic you're probably going to do it now but the the weird thing is i'm that's way more third prone time <laughs> third time on the show i break out the mutes yeah <laughs> i'm way more prone to having a small conversation with an American because it's almost like normalized over here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it's like normalized over here. Mm -hmm. Like people here say thank you or like excuse mm -hmm. me and like you have a small chatter. Like I go into an elevator and they're like, wow, you're so tall. And I'm like, yeah, I'm tall. <laughs> and like you go to the supermarket, I'm way more prone to be like happy and have small chitter chatter. Whereas I go to Sweden and it's uh -huh. not normalized. And so I'm, I'm not going to go out of my way to break the, the uniformal... Uh. quietness and silence of a gray dark rainy dusty sweden <laughs> sounds like seattle the country yes and that's why i want to go to seattle Fair okay. enough. feels like always folks <laughs> um correction it was laurie santos and it wasn't harvard it was yale uh, okay. I mean, are we done yes are we i guess with the tangent we're done. We're done. you can move on Thank you for Look, the next in match is not going Miguel. to bring me happy. Yep. <laughs> so, the next match uh, is no, not going I want, to bring me I want, I want this <laughs> Swedish positivity here. Uh -huh. uh, Boston okay. Uprising versus LA Valiant. Johnny, give me some of that positivity. Oh, yeah, I have to tap into Norse mythology at this point to make this justifiable. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> this is... Uh, I, it's the opposite potential. Yes. I yeah. I mean Halo I versus Apply main support, you know, like could see some mm -hmm. good duels here. <laughs> I, I really don't have anything to say. I I, I don't I don't uh, have anything. We don't, I'm, I'm, this is not I, something that we actually there's nothing here. The, would, the betrayal of mineral is what I'm witnessing here. Oh no. Joe, so would you put twelve down on this one? Uh, uh no. This is not this is another one of those just messy games where it's like I don't know. Like come back to me in week two, and then maybe I can. So you'd put talk a little bit more positively about the valiant, but I just they they're in this state of flux that I just don't know exactly what I'm gonna get. Boston mm -hmm. feel a little bit more confident that at least I know what is going to be presented to me, and I'm not super pop big on that. But that's the the upset potential that that reinforce is kind of like touching on is like the valiant could just throw not throw it gig it, terrible pause but they don't they're not whole yet we don't know just we'll have to see we'll have to see yeah let's move on next match all right we're going to asia it's time to go. go to asia so yes. uh there's honestly i think that there's really only one match to really talk about here and while that loads up for everybody, let's talk about it. The uh, Hangzhou, or sorry, yeah, Hangzhou Spark versus Seoul Dynasty. Seoul? Any any chance? Thirty five, sixty five in favor of Seoul. 
Any chance that we we pull out an exciting match on this one? I don't think so. Like I've definitely been like big down on the spark. Not been happy with what they've done. Um, unless they just bounce back and maybe Yiska's got some juice there, but no, no, I don't think this team is good. I think they're definitely on the downswing and they're going to need like a big performance. And I don't think this performance is going to come from Seoul, let alone like what Asia looks like because they can, they can be doing their own thing most of the time. So again, it's going to be tough to see, but just in terms of general versus general, I think Seoul probably wins this like nine times out of 10. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's a weird one. Like, if I don't even understand why Spark Spark is bad, they were yeah, good. And now they're bad. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it always it always how it was meant to be when Architect went over, and suddenly something mm. terrible must have happened, and now they are not good. And I don't understand, and I don't emotionally understand. So someone has to make sense of this. But it's not, no matter what happens this weekend, yeah. it's not going to be explained by a match against the Soul Dynasty. We can oh. be sure of that. No matter who wins there, there's no certainty in that outcome of oh. what it means like for the future. Wins. Okay, well, maybe it's just Soul, like, just back up to their old tricksy ways of just not showing up. I, I, they're another team where... They lose another game and it's a lot of the same talking points that we're pointing towards the spark where it's just like okay what do we how do i what do i need to do to justify some of these actions because like it is dire sometimes and then other times i still think that their match against london i think they looked good and then unfortunately they face the shanghai dragons if this was like a, a global if 2020 allowed for a global game i think seoul probably makes like a pretty deep run in some sort of playoff bracket yeah because yeah. they look good against London. I don't, that's not, that's nothing against the London Spitfire who continue to actually improve and look good. I think Seoul, again, could be on the mend, but we don't. They looked like they were capable of playing the meta. In some yeah. capacity, they looked capable. They had pretty good heroes, etc. But Shanghai Dragons ultimately just did the Dragons thing and just yep. shot on them. But pretty like, much. yeah, there were some good things to take away there. I, mm. I, yeah, I don't know about Hang Chao. Like, I, I, I don't have, I, they're a mystery, but so I me, want to me... believe that Gooshway mm -hmm. and Architect could pop off. Sure. And they could improve with this hero pool. But it's so naive and it's so wishful, so much wishful thinking yep. that I just can't responsibly put my money on them. And so it has to be so. If I posed a question to you about the spark going back to like um, the main melee, do you feel comfortable kind of like tackling that? It's like a big, uh, like, narrative kind of analysis point that I've been kind I'll of. Be, I'm interested to see, like, what you have to say on it. I'll I'll be honest with you and say I don't know if I don't know. Okay, fair enough. Um, would you say that in the summer showdown, the spark felt overly aggressive? Okay, that I don't actually know. Okay. That that I cannot. It, they looked lost. I'll say that for sure. They looked lost. And, you know, sometimes that leads to aggression and sometimes that leads to hesitation. Mm. But they looked lost. That's, that, that's a big point. I think that's exactly how I feel. Just said much more eloquently. Because back in the main melee, a lot of the big, my big gripe with the spark is that they had no action. They were overly passive. And now in this tournament, 
last like literally a week ago they were too aggressive they were they were too pointed they tried to do too much so yeah. they're flipping the coin either way so maybe they are just lost maybe that's maybe that's exactly how it should be put they don't know exactly how to play so they're trying to figure it out as they go yeah they're a very interesting okay. team okay they're, hard to get a they're the gladiators of apac yeah they can yep. agree um, anything interesting for Guangzhou versus London or Chengdu versus NYXL? Da, 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 da. I da, think. Da, da, da. What, what, are ready? what are the odds on this one? Oh, yeah. Tell oh, him yeah, the odds. Okay. Tell him the odds, John. 91.9. No. No. Guangzhou. Say it, Yiska. Say it, Yiska. I'm going London Spitfire here. Uh, what? Yeah. Yep. How? How? Time will tell. I'm hearing a lot of scrim bucks, and I'm not a buy-in. Wait, I do like. Well, well, what was the hero pool again? It's May Widowmaker, right? May, May Widowmaker, Risa, Anna. So Yiska is no, I shouldn't say Yiska, but there you can put some stock in the fact that Eileen didn't have the most confident showing of Genji, where it was like he was capable of playing the Genji and like actually like you know contributed, but he, but I think you can you know give, maybe give some credit to Happy in that regard. Yeah, and I would there's agree. No Widowmaker, and so maybe there's some upset potential there. Lono Spitfire improving. You know, do you want to play anything Krong? Yeah, they are good. They are improving. Yeah. They're not a bad yeah. team. They'd be mid tier in, in NA, I think. I, yeah, I would agree. I look, uh, it, I, I guess without Nero, it, I, I mean, I, I don't know if I swing as hard on Eileen. I, I think he definitely had a, a, a good performance. I do think that a lot of credit does need to go to Happy in that sense. You know, having a comfort pick to kind of fall back on. Both players having sure. comfort picks to fall back on. I 100% agree with that. I agree that London has been on the mend. Is it enough to put away a charge without Nero, though? That I, that I do wonder. But you yeah. do agree with these odds. You bet on London. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd put I'd put I'd put some money on London. I think this this actually this genuinely has some upset potential and has like very aggressive odds. So I'm like, okay. I could I could very I could put more than five on this. Like this is this feels like a good game to bet on because it could swing the opposite direction. I don't think it will, but the 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 gambler in me sees potential. <laughs> yeah. I think I think charge is the the safe bet. I think that over the course of the season oh, yeah. better team. Could London peak and have like a good hero pool? Essentially, essentially, we'll have to see what it, what the meta kind of shakes out to be. But I, I don't know. Yeah, I'll I'll keep saying the church. Uh, my bet's on the church. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's going to be a super interesting matchup. Mm. And uh, <clears throat> not siding with Yiska, but not making fun of him either. Yeah, it's a it's a no. bold take. It's a bold take. It's easy to, but I'm going to not prevent myself and not do it. So, so, Mr. Heinish, um, yeah. what <laughs> more? Give me more than just we'll see. Like, don't hand wave me off. Like, give me some breadcrumbs. Okay. So, for one, I think London is way better than than generally is believed. Um, okay, sure. I think that that team actually 
like con is an on a consistent upwards trajectory throughout several metas and has been a clear improvement through all of them and has rarely actually like looked absolute like a Pepega squad, I think. Mm -hmm. I don't think you can say that to <laughs> for any team uh, for, for any time during this season. Mm. Now, remember what I told you about the learnings from this um, from this uh, summer showdown. Yeah. I think this was a hyper-specific uh, charge meta. Charge meta that okay. will not reoccur to that degree. And sure. even just the minor thing of like even if we don't didn't have hero pools and um just possibly brick being that face out of meta, like Chara not being able to pos potentially play this, and that's the sure. uh, initial indication that there is not no break. Mm. Um, I think this team is in trouble. So, did you mean to double negative there? Just to be clear, uh, there is not no brig. They, they so you're saying no there is brig? No, there is no brig. Okay, for, no from break. my information, from my initial information, and that's also I will say not in the relevant region. So do you, take that do with you a put gigantic grain of Do you put any stock? Oh, I guess if there's no brig, then Tracer probably won't see play. I think it's I think it's closer than maybe people expect, but I don't see how charge loses. I definitely don't think the same charge that won the summer showdown in that 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 kind of convincing fashion shows up, but I think that team as a whole better than London. Head to head supports that. Yeah. And this is this is where I immediately apply the knowledge that I've gained in this podcast okay. and will say this is a very close match where the payoff of me predicting London is so great that I have to take it here. Fair enough. Uh, I, I think that is, a, that is a fair... That's enough breadcrumbs for me to okay. be okay with He's that. betting clout. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's this a, is his spicy that's, one. That's an officially accepted uh, currency now at the Scrimbox Stock Exchange, including yep. Bitcoin, apparently, because Twitter's currently blown up. Um, oh, okay. but Wait, really? Yeah, there's apparently like there's a hack. Ma yeah, the major like Barack Obama and stuff have been hacked. Oh, really? Just like posting Elon Bitcoin. Musk, yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Um. <laughs> don't do it, by the way. If you're listening, don't don't randomly yeah. send celebrities Bitcoin from Twitter. Probably not. I'm and if idea. that needs to be said, get I mean, somebody to handle your finances for you. The, the thing is, you say that, and then there's people subscribing to Ninja, you know? Like, <laughs> that's, you I mean, that's different. Frame it that way. No, that's, no, that's way different. That's, that's disingenuous. It, and on that though? note, we're done. We're out. That's it. <laughs> I've had enough of the tomfoolery and the shenanigans. Mm. It's time to put on a show. Uh, two hour and 41 minute show. <laughs> We've never done that. We've never done there that. There we go. Uh, I think uh, I might so actually... We write the book. I know. I think we might take the conversation of analysis and like make its own video for that because it was a good, really good video. 
Um, it was. It was a really good conversation. Yeah. So I think we'll. I think we'll. Do I that. still like to dive a little deeper on that. So I don't know if you want to do a postseason or maybe on a break. But I think coming on and yeah. like explaining because I want. Yeah. I, I'd love to get gnomes on as well to talk about like the broadcast side of things and have like you or or maybe somebody else from the desk or maybe multiple guests come on and and talk about what the idea was with 2020, what you guys like have to do, what the day to day looks like. I think that would be super informative. So. Yeah, I'll, maybe uh, I'll be, you know, mid season is very hard because we have like totally. now we're yeah busy, busy. Like it's it's busy and you have less time to like think about like what's happening as totally. you're doing it. But post season, you know, I had a week off. I'm chilling. I got like 36 bags of cheese grooves over there. You know, like I'm there taking it easy, having a good time. You know, then <laughs> you can reflect on some shit and have good talks. So very that's very after tough. the season. Post season, we'll we'll talk about it. Sounds good. Sweet. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and get out of here. Before we do, a big thanks to our patron producers. Battlecrab, Pin, Lotion, Charlie L, Audio, Compass, Boardshop, Sammy, Kasha67, Kuchikopi, Shara Picasso, Nathan, Your Misery, Hunter Tain, Refi Bean, Rex Zane, Roger B, Fable Steven, Owen, Chris, R34444, Yiska is holding me hostage. Please send help. I'm under Yiska's desk. Please send help. Yiska says, Fisher's fish, 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 Big thank you to all the patrons. If you like the show, go to patreon.com slash tactical crouch and support. We really do appreciate it. Uh, yes, we got some new subs, don't we? Oh, God damn it. You're really making me do that? Uh, <laughs> let me... <laughs> there we go. Um, so, once again, Chris, our three, four, 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 ten gifted subs, coming in huge. Um, Grow Roots with a sub, Frodinu with five gifted. Thank you very much for that. Um, and Hoagies with ten gifted subs. Also, thank you very much. Um, and then finally, another friend of the show, Anko or Enko, um, with the tier one sub. Thank you very much. Ah, uh, yeah. Thank you all so much. Uh, we really do appreciate it. Um, we're we're wrapping up a little bit qu- quicker than normal. Um, but thank you, thank you again so much. Um, all right, uh, reinforce. We're gonna sign off. But before we do, like shout outs. Where can people find you? All that good stuff. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Reinforce. That's all. That is all. Nice. Sweet. Uh, actually, actually, sub- check out my YouTube channel. I've been up- trying to upload more content on my YouTube. So, awesome. nice. I don't know, search for like Reinforce Overwatch or some shit. Maybe it shows up. I don't know. All right. Do that. <laughs> do, do that. That's probably a, that's probably a Rhine uh, guide instead. The first five. What? Wouldn't that turn up like eh, maybe not maybe not maybe that's uh, specific enough to i don't know if i say some controversial shit you'll see me around no need to follow me i will also say gentlemen we have made it through an episode without a reddit threat thank you (laughs) (laughs) surprising um and thank you that guy who cooks for posting reinforces channel in the twitch chat go sub there now yes everybody go subs oh wow look at that also go sub to youtube.com slash tactical crouch while you're at it since you're there do that too. Um, yeah. Yiska, shout out to the week. Where can people find you? Um, I'm heavily involved in Valorant. Um, I'm doing like the coverage for uh, We Play. I've been posting um, like sort of like the guiding narratives. Then I had a, uh, an interview with uh, Eccles of Fish uh, 123. I said three to one. We had to cut it out in the interview. The peg ahead. <laughs> yeah, his face is even better. <laughs> like, um, 
Uh, I'm going to continue having uh, interviews. Actually, great guests. Um, can't really talk about, but also will probably be relevant to um, some of the interests of the Overwatch League fa fan base. Um, and then, yeah, I'll I'll just keep up with that event. And then hopefully on Friday, I'll have my prediction piece. And honestly, like I have a banger coming for Overwatch in terms of a feature uh, that's dear and near to my heart. So we'll see. Sweet. Uh, Joe, oh, what about yeah. you, dude? Um, kind of similar. A lot of uh, Valorant coverage this week for the We Play Invitational, which quite a quite a nice production. So shout outs to them. Um, and I think in about an hour or two, I'm writing my Overwatch piece for the week. A little spicy, but we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna test the waters a little bit. We're gonna see if uh, maybe the the Paris Eternal could be the start of the sixth great overwatch era so that's going to be what we muse on this week i know that's uh, uh a phrase that yes has been using quite a lot so i'm going to steal it and i'm going to muse on some my own things so stay tuned for that muse us in our life that's mm, what we need very much so holy yep all right uh that's week find me everywhere at kick tripod twitch twitter and uh youtube.com slash john horseman other than that that's gonna do it for us chat thanks so much for hanging out hope you had an excellent time we will see you all next time for uh, the next tactical crouch. Bye. Bye. Bye.